Welcome to the Omnis Investment Club podcast. This podcast is for information only and is not intended to be investment or financial advice. If you have any questions, please contact your financial advisor. Welcome to the Omnis Investment Club podcast. I'm Rohit Vaswani from Omnis Investments. First of all, let me take the opportunity to wish you all a very happy and prosperous new year. I do hope you all had an enjoyable festive break and that you and your families are keeping safe. So here we are, back to our weekly podcast, and for the first time in 2022. So let's have a look at how markets have begun the year. As always, we'll begin in the US. The S&P 500 started the year on a high note, reaching record highs on the first trading day of the year, but markets then backed away. Expectations that interest rates could rise soon in the US increased during the week as it appears that the Federal Reserve, the US Central Bank, discussed more aggressive rate increases in their December meeting. This impacted markets, and in particular the technology sectors and other growth sectors. Now, the reason for this is that when interest rates rise, investors get lesser returns today for holding companies that might grow and have higher returns in the distant future, which therefore impacts the share price of those companies. Of course, we cannot talk about markets without talking about Omicron. And this week's Omicron news seems to have had a mixed impact on markets. New lockdowns in Hong Kong, which I'll discuss in just a moment, together with new record number of cases in the US, did appear to contribute to the week's declines in stock markets. However, investors seemed reassured that hospitalizations, which are still rising, were decoupling from reported cases and that the number of deaths remained roughly stable. And to round off the first week in the US, on Friday we got mixed signals on the employment front. Firstly, it appears that employers only added 199,000 jobs in December, about half as many as previously expected. And this was of course seen as very disappointing. On the flip side, unemployment appears to have dropped under 4% and near levels seen just before the pandemic. So this conflicting data may suggest that some Americans were choosing self-employment, especially considering the record 4.5 million people quitting their jobs in November. We'll see how things evolve in the next few weeks. Over to Japan next. Japan stock markets generated mixed returns for the week, but the Nikkei 225 index ended down just over 1%. In coronavirus developments, the government announced that three regions would be placed under quasi-states of emergency due to surging COVID-19 cases, bringing back restrictions for the first time since September last year. And of course, given that Japan is linked to global growth, the concerns about the Federal Reserve in the US raising interest rates soon also weighed on markets, and in particular, the technology sector. On the economic side of things, Japan's manufacturing and services sectors were propped up by signs of a gradual recovery from the coronavirus pandemic in December. Next up, China. Chinese stocks fell for the week, with the CSI 300 index sliding over 2% amid ongoing turmoil in the property sector and concerns that the Federal Reserve would take action soon to combat inflation. China's property sector continues to struggle. China Evergrande, the world's most indebted developer with over 300 billion US dollars in borrowings, said it would seek approval for a payment delay on one of its bonds at a meeting with creditors over the coming days. Many other large developers have also been facing problems with their debts. In pandemic news, China continued to lock down the city of Xi'an 
and reimposed travel restrictions in Shenzhen after two infections were detected in the southern tech hub. Hong Kong, as I mentioned earlier, also announced additional restrictions, including a two-week ban on incoming flights from eight countries, including the US and the UK. In response to the resurgent virus, the government had said it will increase tax and fee cuts for businesses and provide targeted support for COVID-affected sectors. So, let's come to Europe next. Shares in Europe were mixed amid worries that central banks may remove support and raise interest rates at a faster pace to contain persistent inflation. The Eurostox 50 ended the week up just under 0.2%. Now, on the COVID side of things, Europe posted record levels of infections. In France, daily cases soared above 330,000, prompting hospitals to brace for a crisis. The government reduced the self-isolation period for infected people to mitigate staffing shortages. Italy ruled that all university staff and people above the age of 50 must be vaccinated. Spain moved to make mask wearing mandatory again and the army was deployed to help regions increase vaccination. However, most countries stopped short of imposing lockdowns. The Netherlands faced large-scale protests against the lockdown measures that the government had implemented. Separately, inflation in the eurozone accelerated to a record level in December, driven by a surge in energy and food costs. German inflation, for example, came in near a 30-year high, prompting the government to consider financial aid for lower-income households to pay for rising heating bills. In terms of economic activity, German factory orders, for example, rebounded more than expected in November, but then the fresh wave of coronavirus hit the service sector and dampened business activity across Europe in December. And to round things off, let's come to the UK, where the FTSE 100 began the year rising 1.36% in its first week. Omicron, of course, continues to dominate news flow, but Prime Minister Boris Johnson said that the UK could ride out the Omicron-driven wave of infections without further restrictions and kept Plan B restrictions in place. Nonetheless, business confidence took a sharp hit as Omicron spread rapidly across the UK at the end of last year, according to a study by the Bank of England. In other news, according to several experts, households in Britain will be hit by a cost of living jump in April, larger than anything seen since the 2008-2009 financial crisis. Energy price rises, tax increases and higher prices will put serious strains on family budgets, with the poorest households hit hardest. Chancellor Rishi Sunak has said that there is a limit to how much help the government can give to offset soaring energy prices. So looking around the world, quite an uneven start to the year, but with the main themes from 2021 continuing into the new year, coronavirus and specifically Omicron, together with inflation and how central banks may look to react, have all had an impact on markets this week and would likely be the case over the coming weeks. With that, I'll bring our first podcast of 2022 to a close. And as always, we'll be back again next week. Till then. This podcast has been brought to you by Omnis Investments, which is authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority.